Welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast where two licensed professional counselors and approved EMDR consultants discuss the latest research and resources for trauma treatment and EMDR therapy. Hey guys, welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. For today's episode, we're going to share a demonstration of a variation of Fraser's dissociative table. This is a recorded session of mine, Jen, from approximately three years ago. I'll apologize in advance for the poor quality of the audio and the choppy editing, but it's something we kind of pulled back in the archives to see what we could find, and we actually had a demonstration of the things that we have been talking about. So to give a little bit of a background on this session to help give some context um, that will be necessary in understanding the work we were doing, this was a client of mine that I had worked with for a pretty significant portion of time before this recorded session. So as we were venturing into our work with ego states, I utilized a variation of Fraser's dissociative table as a structure for um, myself to learn a bit more about this client and her history and really the creative expressions of her nervous system. So in many ways, this exercise served as a tool for collecting more history and learning, but also gave us a framework and a language to be able to refer to the nervous system expression that she was experiencing and to learn more about her individual attachment style, her trauma experiences, uh, just did a lot for us. So prior to this recording, this client had already been talking about the parts of self and she had begun to identify some of her parts that she was already aware of. So this is why you'll hear to us refer to these parts by name or by nickname. After completing the visualization exercise of the workspace or Fraser's dissociative table, where all the parts were invited to be present, we shifted into developing a resource for each specific part. So this can be completed as a separate session or as a way to kind of offer comfort, safety, following the session of the Fraser's table exercise. That requires a lot of vulnerability, and so it's a nice way to kind of wrap things up and bring safety and comfort for each part that gets activated and kind of brought forward. For the sake of our listeners, we did edit down um, quite a bit of the session. It was an extended session, and so we tried to pull out the most critical content where it still felt cohesive and made sense. We also took the time to edit edit out any identifying information of this client or their loved ones. Uh, We received consent from this client to share this recording for educational purposes. If you're interested in hearing the segment of the work that this client and I did, uh, where we were identifying and familiarizing ourselves with her parts, you can access that on our Patreon account. So if you're not yet a member or familiar with the Patreon account, it's part of Beyond Healing Center's Um, system and program in which we gain support for the podcast and all of the content that we create. So you might want to take a moment to check out the Patreon page and see what's on there. There are different tiers of membership that range from $3 a month on up to $20 a month. And through these memberships, you get access to additional resources, podcast content, um, all different kinds of things. So 
if you are a member um, or join, you'll gain access to the other portions of this session um, and follow-up sessions with this client, other information that's on there. So those will all be released as additional demonstrations. You can access all of the Patreon content to learn more about it at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Beyond Healing Center. Thank you all for listening. We hope that there's something that you hear today that will help you help your clients. Okay, so if you're comfortable, you can close your eyes or you can just choose a place on the wall or something to stare. Okay. I want you to, to think of a room. Um, it can be any room. It could have anything in the room, but specifically if you could look for a table of some sort that might be present in this room. Okay, and as you take a moment just to visualize that, as that picture comes into your mind, um, if you'll share with me what you see. You know, I don't feel like I have had a lot of tables in my lifetime, but there is specifically this one table that I feel like my mom refinished 999 times, mm -hmm. but it was always something that has like been in like our lives and stuff like that, and something that she still has now. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's like a, a solid wood table. It's like more rustic. Um, it has like bench seats, not necessarily ones with like backs on it. Mm -hmm. And. Um, the room that I would probably put that table in is like, I don't know. I have, I'm debating on like this one place before our house was remodeled when I was younger. It was like the kitchen area or the dining room area. But then whenever our house is remodeled, there's like, uh, like it has like a big open airy, like cathedral ceilings like with the table and like the kitchen area instead of having a separate dining room. I don't know. Okay. There are two, two of the, two of the, those are the two places that I remember that table most. So as you kind of go back and forth between those two or any other room that comes to mind, it can be whatever you want it to be. I mean, not the one that has a table. So as long as this place feels like it's a safe place uh -huh. for all versions or all parts of you to be present in, um, you can, it can be, you know, kind of grounded in that image that you can then change or adapt in any way necessary. Yeah. But as long as it's a place that feels safe and comfortable for you and all parts of you to be present. Uh-huh. Okay. You can have that image pulled up. Or one that works? Yeah, it's a room that doesn't actually exist, but a combination of a few. Okay, good. As you picture the room and the table, I want you just to um, invite those parts that we talked about before, any other parts that might be present, to, to come into this room, to be present at the table, in any way that's comfortable or feels safe and okay for them. And I'll let you just spend just a moment kind of visualizing that and playing with that image, altering it, changing it, and just noticing it for me. Can you remind me of all of my peeps? Yeah, so I'll remind you of the ones we talked about, and then there may be others that, that may come to your mind as you do this. Uh -huh. 
So we talked about the aware self or the baby boss. Uh-huh. Okay. We talked about the kid self. The one that got to just authentically be a kid. Oh, yeah. That should be the baby boss, really. Okay, that one's the baby boss? Yeah. Okay. It's got a high chair. I'm just kidding. Right? Yeah. We talked about the scared self. <laughs> the vulnerable self. We also talked about the accepted, or we also mentioned unique. Uh, I don't know how you most want to phrase that. Around 24, 25. Yeah, probably time. like uh, accepted. Accepted self. I feel like that person is glowing. That person is glowing? Yeah. I like that. It's like, you know, all those pictures of God? Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. But there's that, like, light circle yeah, behind. Yeah, them, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're basically God. Okay. So then there's also, we didn't discuss this one, but there may be what we would, we kind of talked about that uh, adult self or not. If that's a a different part than what we've listed there, maybe picturing that self present as well. Well, yeah, that would be me. Okay. But I'm dressed a lot nicer than I am today. So just take a minute and um, it'll just be a moment of silence where you just notice, you just picture each of these parts, any other parts that may be present, and then I'm going to ask you to kind of span from left to right and describe what you see. So just take a moment in that room with those parts and explore and notice. Okay, and if you were to... Describe to me as you span the room left to right. What do you notice? Where each of the parts? How are they interacting? What do they look like? Just share with me what you see. Well, I mean, I kind of give you visuals of myself at those points in time already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll try to explain it. So I definitely like visualize my um, baby boss to be just like Knox. Mm-hmm. I mean. Like, whenever I think of that person, it's like, you know, very, probably pestering another person, kind of like living in shoes that are a little bit too big, not Mm -hmm. in regards to experience, but in regards to knowing it all, because, you know, you're just learning to experience the world. Um, Kind of like that. And, or like sticking my tongue out or something like Mm -hmm. that, or I don't know, some type of like pestering thing. To, I, I, I have to see them in, like, order because I, I just couldn't uh, operate if they were not in order. So then, like, next to that person, I would see... You know what's so funny, though, is that I see that... I, I can only imagine that uh, baby boss self uh, to be at the head of the table, okay. which is interesting. And I don't imagine for my uh, adult self to be at the other head of the table. I imagine, so it would be first my baby boss self, like Knox, pestering other people. Then second would be um, the, uh, like my aware self, but I don't look at that, even though I see that person as like 
you know, having a lot of knowledge and, like, just basically finding my place within the world, I see that person as, like, being really kind of, like, awkward in a way, like, because, like, my mom cuts my hair, it's not Nicole's haircut, I, like, am kind of, sort of, have boobs, but not really, and I'm kind of denying them and still wanting to run around with my shirt off, mm-hmm. and, um, like... I feel like that I would probably have, like, just, like, dirt under my fingernails, which is absolutely gross. Greasy-ass hair. Um, and then next to that person, sitting on, on the same bench seat, would be that scared self. And my scared self, I feel like, is just, like, looking there and, like, appears to seem normal. But it's, like, the way that I experience anxiety is, like, completely, like, inside of myself, you know? It's, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, I'll have, like, a behavior that might trigger that for someone else to notice. But I think that, like, that person is scared. However, I can't help but to, like, think to myself, like, that this person that I told you has, like, this, like, halo around it or, like, uh, like, light or something mm-hmm. is definitely one that that scared self is, like, focusing on a lot, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, but what's funny is that it, that, that self doesn't, like, it's not really interacting with anyone except for just kind of, like, you know, like, looking at something, like, in an admiring way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, the, I guess, like, I, I want to mention, like, that, I guess there's someone else, like, my resilient self, Mm -hmm. that is, like, what I imagine being, like, 14 or 15 or so, and, like, in regards to, like, just, like, my... Uh, like sexuality and like gender identity stuff and I feel like that that is someone who's definitely at the table because like of like how resilient they are and I would say that that person is probably wearing some type of like rainbow something and um, just kind of like seems set in their ways you know Mm -hmm. just because they're like Whatever it is about them, they don't care. They're just going to own that. And uh, then I have my vulnerable self, which I actually think that my resilient person is at the other head of the table. Okay. And um, my vulnerable self at 22 is, like, kind of cool, but in, like, a way of... It's like those photos of yourself that you look back and, like, you're maybe, like, making this face where you think you look cool and you're just like, oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> it's like you can't even, like, say, like, you're a kid, you know, like, so, oh, I was a kid. You know, kids are funny. Like, I was aware that I was taking these photos, but I just kept taking them and, like, loading up my social media with those photos of that person. Mm. And so I feel like... You know, I don't know, like, the you know how you use filters mm-hmm. a lot, like, too much when you're younger? Mm-hmm. And so you're, like, the contrast of, like, the colors is, like, too dark mm-hmm. or, I don't know, like, too much. So I feel like that that's, that's uh, 
that's that person. Just kind of like, um, I guess wanting to find the acceptance, but not necessarily like having the, I don't have the map, you know? Like I don't have the map to acceptance or like, I hadn't been there, so I wouldn't even know how to find my way back if I were to mm-hmm. just drop somewhere else, you know? And so I think that that person is sitting directly beside my um, uh, accepted self, and then my accepted self is basically just me and a little bit more like professional attire, um, kind of seeming more mature and being like, um, you know, like I said, like almost like this enlightened person, again with like the like glowing aspect of it. It's like kind of like reading mostly all of everyone's attention, except for the rambunctious ones that I told you about. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, then my current self would be sitting next to that uh, person also. It's kind of like, so there's like two at the head and then three on either side. Okay. And so then myself would be completing the circle and I imagine myself being like very experienced, um, having a lot of knowledge and wisdom and um, very secure and has fancy clothes on, probably expensive ones. Because mm-hmm. that, for me, I feel like just resembles like my financial stability, and I think that's always been something that has been a huge goal of mine in my life. And um, probably that person is on their laptop or cell phone. <laughs> okay. Doing work. But being very annoyed by that little Tasmanian devil baby boss. Kind of like, oh my god, who sent me by the kid? (laughs) So the normal self is next, is on the same side, well I guess baby boss is at the head. Yeah. But is next to the head of the table. Yeah. Okay. Even further, would you say are there any other parts of the self that either are present or that maybe are outside the door that aren't ready to be present yet? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot. I think a lot of those cells that I had mentioned are probably just representatives of all of the probably, like, I don't know, you know how, like, you see, like, a civil lawsuit? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. So it's like they're representing this group of probably hurt and sad people that are hoping that they'll be, since they're the ones at the table, then they'll go to bat for them in the right way. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. So the parts of self here at the table are the representatives of so much more life experiences or pains or other... Yeah, like, little moments, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, like... Because, I mean, there are definitely, like... 
little pain points that, for whatever reason, you know, they just still affect you. And it's like, I don't choose to live my life as this victim, but sometimes, like, I am definitely in that... They exist. Mm -hmm. They have a reason to be victim of something. However, you know, instead of protesting outside of the door, they're going to do it in an appropriate way. Mm -hmm. Is there any part of you that's not represented at the table? Um, I mean, not that I could think of. I mean... I do feel like that I probably have some, like, past life stuff, but I don't know about that. What do you mean by that? Uh, I just feel like I'm in, in, I'm very questioning. Actually, saying that, you know, I guess I could bring someone to the table that, but there's not really enough room. I'm just kidding. I guess they wouldn't have to be at the table. They could just be somewhere in the room. Yeah, just, like, observing, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Um, but... My spiritual self is someone who I really, 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 like, have found a lot of peace and comfort in. Mm-hmm. And it's someone I really wish to consult with a lot more, but I feel like it, it takes time, because in order to tap into your spiritual self, you really have to be, like, centered and focused on doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. Where do you picture the self in the room? Um, actually, I picture them laying in the middle of the table. Okay. And doing a meditation, kind of like hands up. Mm-hmm. If you were to picture having a place uh, for each of these parts that you could safely and comfortably tuck away in those times where they're not needed, um, and maybe not just that they're not needed, but there might be a detriment in that moment, in that conversation, in that interaction. But you could have them comfortably and safely tucked away. I've had some people visualize like a house with different rooms and they each have a little bed that they get tucked into. Some people visualize a unique space, so like one's at the beach and one's in the mountains and um, it's a, like a safe, calm place for them. Is there anything that resembles that or pops into your mind as I describe that? Um, you know that, uh, song or something, it's like, Ten Little Monkeys in a Bed. Uh-huh. I feel like it's like, kind of like that. Okay, so it's like one, one big, big bed. giant, long bed. Yes. Okay. With the heaviest covers ever. Tell me about that. The, like, just like the bed? Yeah, you said the heaviest covers ever. Well... I really love the bed that I have now, and it brings me a lot of comfort. And so it would probably be my bed just a lot longer to fit people comfortably with their own space. Okay. But I feel like that they are, like, when they're put away, they're not just, like, pointed at and says, go to the room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Go to bed. Mm -hmm. They're put away in a way that's, like, kind of, like, carry them into, yeah. like, a, like basically like a kid falling asleep on the couch. Nice. You would basically take them into this room and to pull the covers back and slide them into their position and pull the covers up under their neck so that way they feel cozy and mm-hmm. protected from everything, but they can still breathe because no one wants to breathe hot air. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
and um, I do like either a lot of blankets or a heavy blanket to keep them like very tight and cozy in their space mm-hmm. without well, just feeling the sense of like comfort in that weight. So they're not just put away, but they're very like nurtured and lovingly carried in, tucked in, yeah, made to feel really safe and cared for. I guess I kind of imagine that they're like the person who's tucking them away is like takes their vitals before they go to sleep, and they like listen to their heart, take their blood pressure, and then they like look at their eyes and their ears, and they say, "You're good." You can go to sleep now. You can rest. I love that. I feel like that has a lot of meaning for you specifically, that kind of attaching it to the health and safety. Like that's a, a safe thing for you. Yeah. Okay, so there's a real like a strong reassurance of you are okay. Yes. You're safe now. It's okay to just rest and be here and stay in this place. Okay, so you you seem like you're picturing this now, like you can see it. Yeah. You can see the giant long bed, the heavy covers. All you, white. All white. Let me make of that. Do you, are you able to picture all these parts in there? Yes. Okay. And as you picture them, what, what order do you see them in? Do you see them in a specific order? Are they all just piled in there? Um, very orderly. Okay. Same order. It has it has to be like in order from like basically youngest to oldest. Okay. Although you know what's funny is that whenever I think of like my youngest self, the baby boss, I think about that one as like you keep putting that one in bed the right way, but then it's just like laying with its legs all over everyone mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. like across them. But is that is that a sign that of comfort and safety then? Um, I feel like it's just that. I think it's just a sign of that thing is like it's just untamed. You mm-hmm. know, it has no boundaries at all. It has no concepts of like what the pressures of people around us. You know, mm-hmm. to like not bother another person or not take up too much room or not, you know, like, it's just so creative. Okay. Thanks for listening to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. We hope something you've heard today will help you help your clients. Find our latest episode and more on our Facebook page or on our website, emdr-podcast.com. And don't forget to add us to your RSS feed or follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so that you don't miss an episode. Please email questions and comments to notice that at emdr-podcast.com. From all of us here at Notice That, see you next time.